Hello again, my audience. This is Jade Cerulean Oleander making another podcast. I thought maybe Yuri would want to join me, but he is too tired with a toothache. That is probably going to get pulled later this week, so he's off to bed. But I wanted to share a story about maybe growing up. I ran into an article about a celebrity and her pastime stories about growing up and I was like wow that is very interesting but well very parallel to mine so I thought well if I enjoyed reading that maybe my viewers might enjoy hearing it so if you don't know I grew up in Williamson New York from 86 to 92 I moved away to Beaufort South Carolina and on that journey I held on to at least one Um, pen pal that I used to stay in tune with, still write back and forth, somebody that I met in kindergarten, and it was just child play, you know. But what I remember about Williamson was that it was cold. Um, My mother always threw us parties, so I had a lot of kids over when I was very young, maybe like five or six. We used to have like these little parties where the party hats break a pinata. They're just random parties my mom would throw us. I remember making snowmen, you know, sliding down the snowbanks, and one time I pretended I was a dog and I was drawing up my sled by the rope behind my mouth, thought I was a, a sled dog, and I lost a tooth over it. So meanwhile, you know, I'm running into the house, bloody murder, lost a tooth, lost a tooth, and we're digging through the snow trying to find this tooth for the tooth fairy, which we never did find. Anyways... 93, we moved to Beaufort, and I don't know if you know anything about Beaufort. A lot of people know about it, but I don't know if many of you, you know, my friends know about it, but it's very close to Savannah, um, Georgia. It's very close to Hilton Heads, uh, South Carolina. It's neighboring, so we used to go play in Hilton Head all the time. My mother... Well, we'll get into that later. But I learned quickly moving to South Carolina when I was seven um, how to fish, how to crab. We used to go to the docks all the time and do all of those things and try to shrimp. I learned how to go shrimping. I don't know if a lot of you know how to do that. You take a circular net with weights on it. And you divide it in half, and you take half of it in your mouth with the other half on your arms, and you swing it like a frisbee, and just try to make the net as round as possible to cre- to catch anything in the immediate radius, you know, as much as possible. So shrimping was a good old time. You know, you catch a shrimp, bring them up in the dock, they're flopping around, you take them and break their heads off, you put the heads in one bucket, the bodies in another bucket. And that's how we grew up. I grew up on boating. I took boating courses, docking, how to dock. My dad had a jet boat, a three-sitter ski-doo. He had two jet ski stand-ups. Like, we were always on the water, always on the water. I mean, I was dark. I always had a tan. I mean, I didn't even know how to burn because we were always in the sun. Later, before my parents split up, you know, when they were still together, my um, mother grabbed another job and 
decided to waitress at the Hyatt Hotel on Hilton Head. So when my parents were splitting, we'd get off the bus, jump into her car, ride to Hilton Head, stay at the resort, do her homework there while she was working. My mom would say, be good. You got to be good. Can't do any trouble. Please stay out of trouble. Here's a couple quarters. Go into the candy store, get a candy rock stick, and just, you know, hang out at the pool, go on the beach, do your homework, and I'll see you later. And that's how we spent many weeks. I mean, I was probably 10 or 11, and Phil was 8 or 9. We were little, little kids babysitting ourselves, growing up on an island, (laughs) on the beach, just trying to stay out of trouble. We did. We were good kids. We got our homework done. I never, growing up, had a parent watching over me being like, you missed a report. You missed your grades. You're doing bad in school. That never happened to me. I never had a parent watching over me. My parents knew that we were very disciplined and we got our homework done because, I don't know if you know, but I suffer from anxiety now. So I think that started at an early age where it was just very anxiety-ridden where I didn't want the teacher calling me out in the middle of class. I didn't want that happening. I already had enough going on at home. So I always had my homework done. I always had good grades. I didn't have anybody trouble me over it. The one thing that I remember specifically growing up on that island was my mom gave us like, you know, over time instead of a couple quarters, I mean, one time it was really cool because we went into the, the, they had a rock candy store at the Hyatt Regency. Went into the rock candy store every day and went for rock candy. It was like rock candy on a stick. And they used to call us a quarter back then. So you could get a couple of rock candy sticks for like 50 cents. You know, it was cheap as hell. One time Phil and I were waiting in line for the rock candy. And there were a couple of girls in front of us and then a lady in front of us. And the couple of girls, they were like teenagers. They were freaking out, going livid. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Phil and I, we looked at each other and we're like, what were they going crazy over? And then they asked a lady in front of them, are you the lady on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? As she turned around, she's like, yes. And she was with her son. And she was just acting all casual cool. She's like, yes, that's me. She was like, you're the girl. Oh my God, oh my God. And they didn't have cell phones back then. It was not like they could take a picture. They didn't have anything to write down with an autograph. They were just like going nuts, going ballistic over this lady. And she was like, have a nice day. And she left. And she was so calm, cool, collective, cucumber bullshit. Like, just like, nice to meet you. Have a good day. And she left with her kid. And I won't ever forget that. You know, Bill and I, we, you know... We grew up on the island, but it was a nice island where, like, celebrities went to vacation. Hilton Head is a nice island where you have all sorts of people with money come to vacation. And here is us, you know, on welfare, just trying to get it together and make it by and wait until mom gets out of work and we're doing our homework on the beach, you know, (laughs) like, what a crazy lifestyle. So, one of the things that I will ever forget is that she bumped up our little raise, you know, with a couple quarters. She gave us a dollar. Now, 
a dollar every day, you know, to get candies or whatever, to just make sure we do our homework and stay out of trouble. So we got bored out of the same resort. So we used to, not bar hop, but like pool hop. We used to pool hop to the different resorts. When mom wasn't looking, we'd go to the resorts down the road, you know, and check out their pool and their hot tubs and, and their beach. And we went to, you know, our favorite one was the resort next door. I don't know what it's called. I don't think they'll whatever remember what it was called. But their pool was deep. It had a diamond board. And they had a shop right outside the pool. And we went in the shop. And every day I went there, I always got the cookies and cream candy bar. It was a new thing back then in the 90s. The cookies and cream by Hershey's. New. Brand new. Like, we had never had this before. And I got it every single time. So every time I have a cookies and cream candy bar, I will never forget. It always brings back memories from that resort, jumping in that pool, trying to stay out of trouble, and getting back to the resort my mom was at without anybody noticing, without her noticing, any of the authorities noticing. Like, that was like, that was us growing up. Then, you know, when I was 13... You know, by the time, um, a couple of years later, my mom had already had another baby with somebody else. Um, he was in another state. We were still trying to make it by and move back to New York so my mom could be with him. And, you know, Jack was one year old at this point. And we were on welfare. I was changing Jack's diapers with cloth diapers with those old school safety pins, the big thick safety pins. I don't even know if they make those anymore. But I remember like moving back to New York and finally getting back to, I mean, we're from Rochester. We moved back to Syracuse. So that was kind of new to me. I had no idea what Syracuse was about. Never been there before. Knew nothing about it. So we moved back to New York and to Syracuse land on Chittenango. Chittenango, I had never heard before, but we go into from welfare to, let's say, a mansion. This was a mansion at that point. So my stepfather had bought this home that was beautiful. It had 17 different rooms. This home was beautiful. And it was built in the late 1800s. It had postcards of this home into the town. People knew about it. Like, when I went to school, people were like, you're living there? Like, what the hell? Like, you're those people? You know, it was, it was a beautiful home. It had two fireplaces. It had an extravagant, like, amazing maze-like of a basement. It had a widow's peak. It had a crazy attic. You go up there and there's, you know, from the hippies that had lived there before, there was like dartboards drawn on the walls and designs all over. And it was just infinite. You went into the house, there was maiden quarters. In the maiden quarters on a separate side of the room of the house, there were bathrooms. I mean, it was like a maze. You walk into this house and you would get lost easily. And then what do my parents do? They start expanding on the house. So they added on to what was already a maze. 
to more square footage and just more stuff. And um, they've rented out the property. They rented out that extra rooms to help with, uh, apparently it was a mortgage. Apparently they needed help. I don't know. Moving in. I just knew my stepfather was like the vice president of MCI and he had a lot of money and we drove all around in a Lexus and we had a, a Nissan Maxima, the newest one of the year. We had a conversion van. We had everything. And then we still went on family vacations. Everything was great. It was from nothing to like making sure the diaper went into the laundry every hour to holy shit, we don't need disposables. You know, we don't need cloth diapers anymore. We just only buy disposables and we're in this huge mansion now and we all have our own rooms. We all have our own rooms. Like, it's crazy. And then, you know, going to school and my stepsisters buying us presents. My stepsisters were the greatest. Like, they really were. Like, not only am I in this new family now, but my stepsisters, they were really much older than me. They were like five, seven years older, but they would buy us presents like shirts, clothes, Old Navy, you know, American Eagle, stuff that was cool at that time. I was like, holy shit. I don't know how I'm going to return this. I don't have any money. Like, how am I going to do them back? They were just so great. And we made friends instantly. I remember Philip and I, we made friends instantly at school. Like, this was such a blessing to go to Chittenango. By the way, it is the home of the author of Wizard of Oz. So the sideworks were yellow bricked and they did the Oz Festival every year and the munchkins, the, you know, the midgets from Wizard of Oz would still, when, I mean, I think they're all dead now, but at that time, a few of them were still alive and they would still make it to the Grand Parade. So that was so cool. And everything was eye-opening and just, it just felt like home. Like, I don't want to be cliche on the movie, but that was her home. Like, everything was great. I was making such good friends. I went to ski club. I learned how to ski and made amazing friends on the way because of it. And I was killing it in school. I made... Um, the top of the class for mathematics. I was crushing it on my report card. People were coming over to my house for me to tutor them math, which, you know, it's crazy. So then in the middle of high school, in the middle of junior year, mom says, we're not going to go here anymore. Finish up junior year. We're going to move back to Williamson. And at that time, I sobbed. I was so depressed. I cried really hard. Went back to Williamson. Moved out of there. My parents were divorcing again. So I had to go through another divorce. Jack and Joe were little. Joe at this time was like one, maybe two. And Jack was like three, maybe four. Went back to Williamson. We didn't have any place to stay. So we're staying at my aunt's and grandma's and just bouncing back and forth between houses would kind of rotate. Nobody would collectively stay at one house because that was too much for one family member. And that was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. I remember like my family member 
being like, we can't have Jade sing here anymore because she's clogging up the sink with her hair. Like, there's too much hair in the sink and it's your fault, blah, blah, blah. I didn't ask you to stay here. It was a nightmare. Finally, my mom gets her home. The home should have sold for, like, let's say, 117000 But because nothing was on the market, the guy bumped it up knowing... My mom wasn't was looking at that's what she wanted. He bumped it up to 119,000. And she was like, "Fine, whatever you want." And she just bought it. And that's how we got our house on God damn it, I don't even remember the street anymore. When I was downtown Williamson, it was right in town. My mom always wanted houses right in town. I don't understand that part. I wouldn't want my house right in town. But that's what she did. And, again, it was a nightmare. We got in the house, and she, I, I'm just sobbing, because I don't want to move into the house. I don't want to be here. I want to be in Syracuse. I don't want to be in Rochester. And I just start sobbing, looking out the window, and she's like, you can have the master. I'll take the side room, and you can have whatever you want. You can have the biggest closet, whatever you want. And I just kept crying, because I didn't want any of that. I wanted to stay in Chittenango. I wanted to graduate with the class that I should have graduated with. I had gotten a senior ring and everything. Like, why are you doing this to me? You know? Anyways, I got a stupid master room. I hated it there. I hated, 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 hated it. I became friends with Jenny Coral. I remember. Sarah. Sarah Kern. I remember, and I just remember going to the mall. I remember going to, I think, Eastview Mall. I think we used to take the back roads in Eastview Mall, and Jenny would drive. And those are the earliest memories I have, and I um, am pretty fortunate that I have a couple of friends that looked out and um, took me in and tried to make friendships like that early on. And, you know, I think those girls a lot because I don't know. I don't know what my Saturday would have been like trying to move out of Syracuse and going into this new town. But they picked me up pretty quickly. And um, those are where my friendships are. And I remember... Some of the kids I graduated with that I went to school with pretty early in kindergarten, I remember their faces. Katie Phillips is one of them. And we have such a tight friendship now, you know, because of it. She's like, wait a minute, aren't you? I'm like, yep, that's me. We used to go to school together. We were in first grade class. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And we're still pretty tight. All right, Peter. Sarah Kern, I miss you very dearly, and what happened to you is just awful and unfortunate. Jenny Coral, you'll still be in my heart for a long time for what you did, and I appreciate your friendship a lot. And I see what you're doing now, and I love your family. Your family is very beautiful. Ugh, I left that town, and I moved to Orlando shortly after graduating, and I will never look back. 
If I have to move back to New York again, I would move to Syracuse. I loved that area so much, and I have so much love for that area. I think Orlandoville is my calling, and I have so many friends here and so much that I can do, and I am just so happy here. But, yeah, that's my life story. I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, there's a lot more specific things in my diary, but I'll never tell you. <laughs> But thank you so much for tuning into my channel and and um, listening to my tiny little life story. And if you have any comments or any questions or you want to tell me yours, if anything's bugging you, you can always respond and I will be here. Love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and um, watching me through my night, my drinking process. And I'm so glad to be so bold to share some of this with you. Love you guys. Good night. Mwah. Bye.